I hate all crooners. Yeah, I was I was afraid of getting hate. If she's if she's liking my tweets, there's a good chance you could be advising her right now. You could be speaking to her. Welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show, episode 202 of the program. Um, Somebody, and we're going to get into more of this later, but somebody was asking me what the voicemail, somebody asked me on Twitter, they had a gripe with me that will be discussed momentarily. they asked me on Twitter what the voicemail line was. So if you need it and you want to call and you're, you have issue with my thoughts, you can call and leave a message. 949-464-TBLS. Also, nobody's – thousands of you are listening to the show every week and nobody's reviewing it on iTunes, which is I take offense to. You guys should just go there and make a review. Um, so – Go on iTunes and re- subscribe to the show, review the show, five stars, all that. Um, the email address, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com, all that stuff. Do all that. Oh, and our Facebook page. Our Facebook group is going off. A lot of people, I can't even, like I try to respond to everybody or the baller lifestyle. Sometimes I don't want, I might want to say things that I don't want to attach to my name. So the baller lifestyle will just respond to you. And that's probably just whoever I have so- running social media for me, like one of my minions. Uh, but there's there's oftentimes so much activity there that I can't even see all the posts. So if you're not a member of the Baller Lifestyle group, the Baller Lifestyle podcast group on Facebook, request to become a member of it because it's it's there's a lot happening there. There's a lot of discussion going on there. So do that. Uh, joining me now, of course, it's Ed Daly. Everyone loves Ed Daly. There he is. How are you, Ed? I don't know if everyone loves me because I get I get a fair share of like angry comments and random stuff like from our listeners, from I our think, beloved listeners. I guess I don't. I mean, um, I'm not a private person. Like I don't. I don't. Oh, I just no. don't. I don't. I don't. I don't set up security settings. Oh, I just no. say somebody, yes to Facebook. Somebody did uh, some. Request. Somebody. Did something to a no, civilian like on your three, Facebook again? Three, no, no, no. Three, three different like things this weekend, and I, I don't, I don't really, I don't care about like. This is more about political discourse. This is not about my politics versus oh, your politics. Yeah. Yes. But I have found in the social media era that. And maybe it always existed, but I just never really – I don't – I never listened to like talk radio, like 100%. politics kind of stuff. So I don't know. But it seems when people disagree with you, it's that they're so fucking enlightened and yeah. and you just don't have all the facts. Yeah, you true. don't know. Yeah. And people let you know, oh, you you think this, but you don't realize this. Like I'm – I'm well read. I know I know everything I need to know to have an opinion. And, well, and, and when are, somebody disagrees yeah. with me, 
I don't assume I don't assume that a Trump voter or somebody who is in favor of the tax plan that I might not be in favor of, like, I don't assume they don't know what they're doing. I just assume they don't care about the same things that I care about. Yeah. yeah. Which is different. But the the discourse that 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 constantly happens, happened a few times, it's like this weekend, like just and also like all of these different algorithms, like now Anytime I like something, if it's a Washington Post article or a tweet, then people like see what I, I see. Know, like, yeah. And then it's like, oh, Ed, you can't do oh, How could you think this? And it's like, I, was I sharing this with you? Yes. Was, we, like, well, I don't. Not a I fan just don't, of that. I don't, I don't want. I don't, like this is this is what I think. And like you don't have the same values or care, care about the same things that I do. And that's fine. Like 100%. we disagree on things, yeah. but I don't need to be enlightened by you. I I've got the facts. I just have an opinion on things. Right. Like, and it's it it happens like more than it should, and just and it'll sometimes happen with some dope I went to high school with, but yeah. some, but more and more it's happening with people that I don't know, which I can only assume it's people that are listening. Oh, let's hope. But like I I it's 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 cool. Yeah. We have different opinions on things, but like. I don't I don't need you to enlighten me on anything. Well, there is this thing now where politics is so polarizing. I just stay out of it right. because I'm I could care less about like I don't want to be convinced of anybody else's political views and I don't care to like swing you to what I think. The uh but it's so polarizing that p- people like their political views are their identity like that is who they are and if you have different political views then you are the enemy yeah you're so different than than them that they can't see you as anything other than your political opinions and that's so weird to me because like a lot of those douchebag uh legislators like the ones that actually write laws and shit, like they hang out together. Like they're not, they're on different sides and they have different lobbyists paying the bills. And sometimes they have the same lobbyists paying the bills, but they're not like, so like they'll talk a lot of shit on each other on TV, but also they'll like go have drinks and play cards and fuck the same hookers and stuff. Like it's just, it's yeah. Just- I read, uh, I read Al Franken's book a few months ago. Oh, you oh, so you're one of those oh that fucking that body fat grabber, uh, that kisser, Al Franken. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I read his book and he made it clear he wasn't going and getting beers with Mitch McConnell and he had a whole chapter dedicated to how everyone hates well, Ted Cruz. Well, that's because but those he guys did are bring huge up, pieces of he shit. He did bring up several examples of like people he pals around with that clearly they disagree on shit. Yeah, it's like like you're saying. I'm just saying. Like it's 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 stuff that has been talked about, you know, many times, I, and even recently by, you know, the enemy of the Republican I, Party, Al Franken. Yeah, I would say that many of my friends may. I haven't taken a poll, but maybe even most of my friends have different political opinions than I do, and it's not. But it doesn't mean I don't look at them like they're some kind of like different species than me they just well i i have just different ideas yeah like but 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 it's it the thing that just drives me nuts is that like 
like the condescending, like, well, I yeah. know. Yeah, you don't know. You did. You you don't know. No, I I know. Yeah. I know everything right. I need to know. It's just I believe this. Just, yeah. I don't. I different, don't believe what you believe. Different path. Don't. No, I don't. Just anyone listening, please, you don't have to enlighten me. I'm as, as same. As, enlightened as I want. Same, to be. fam. Um, along those lines, it's weird how people hear what they want to hear. Very famously, someone had to sort out a guy who sent us an email, an enlightened guy that sent us an email that was saying he was had to quit our show because we had come, become too political because we. Right. You, you and I shared about a four-minute rant post-election, and right. that was just like just too much for him to deal with. We'd become a political show, whatever. And then he gave us a two-star review and then denied it. Um, so that's fine. That's He heard that, and that's like triggered him, and that was like the thing for him. But it's weird, the things that people hear. So this morning I get up. I'm taking a piss. I'm just looking at my phone and I get these long, I got some long tweets on my phone and I'm just going to read them to you and see if this is, I don't remember everything we talk about, but this, right. this person was also very triggered by something we said. And I don't think he's, he's, he's challenging me for an opinion that I don't have. <laughs> uh, listen at Brian Beckner. This guy, I can't see his whole hand on reading from his phone. This guy's called Zach or something. He says, listen to TBL New Year's episode and heard your and Ed's aversion to animated TV. Yeah, I got that today too. I said, no, I, I love The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, he said, can Ed's aversion – oh, wait. Can you name one show better written and more clever than the 30-year-plus run of The Simpsons? It's appalling. Ever seen Rick and Morty? No, I haven't, no. I love you guys, but name one better written show. And then he could—he had to go into a second uh, tweet. By the way, BT-Dub, what's the TBL voicemail number? Simpsons, Rick and Morty, Archer, etc. need to be repped. How are you knocking animated shows? All of the above are ten times more clever than that Netflix greenlit garbage you guys jerk off to. By the way, Whoa. Stu has never pulled ass off Tinder. What'd you, what'd Jay Stu do? Yeah, whoa. And he just he, catching catching shrapnel. He for sure here. has pulled ass off Tinder. I don't uh I don't recall ever ranting against animation as an I I'm fine with animation. I I the Simpsons is on often in my house because my kids watch it a lot. I love South Park. I've watched. I used to when I um, when South Park was first came on. I was going to school and working nights. I used to record South Park on VHS. Uh, but I think I I think what I said on the show is that I just have I l like animated things. I think the Simpsons are super funny. Like there's tons of funny animated stuff on on there. On TV, it's just that I have a hard time watching it. I don't know what it is. I just can't. 
I, if I'm sitting down watching something that's animated, it's hard for me to pay attention to. I feel like I'm like wasting time. It's a, it's a psychological thing. So I can't sit down and watch an entire animated thing. Even if I think it's funny, I just, that's just me, but I've never said like, there's the animation, the Simpsons. like animation is bad and the Simpsons sucks and fuck Rick and Morty. And what I don't, I've never said anything like that. I don't know I've where that came seen, from. I've never seen Rick and Morty. So My kid watches it. Yeah, he I, says it's funny. I, I have no opinion. I know people lose their shit over it. Uh, I I responded to this guy. He sent me a slightly different one, and I just said, "I don't, I don't know. You know, maybe Brian said he didn't like, but I, 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 I love, I, I love The Simpsons, and uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of of uh, what's uh, Seth MacFarlane's well, that- uh, Family Guy because it's like they'll be talking, they'll be like. Yeah, that's like uh, Gary Coleman riding a tractor, and then they do the flashback right, to that. That's and the joke, like, and that's and that's yeah. like a tube of toothpaste that sprays out Benson quotes, and it's like, what? What am I watching? Like, I just I get a little lost with that one. I'm definitely not. I'm doesn't. definitely not a Family Guy fan for sure, and I'm. I know we did. I did talk shit about um, Seth MacFarlane on the show. I'm not. He's not my thing at all. But I was talking shit about his crooning. Yeah, every every crooner right. needs to take it. Take some. I food. hate all crooners. I don't want to hear any <laughs> crooning ever. I don't want to hear any standards sung it, by the original artist yeah. or Ro- a fucking Robert Davi. I don't. I don't want to hear Robert Davi's crooning either. <laughs> the amazing Rick Moranis croons. I think Jay Stu co-star Robert Davi. De- I definitely do not want to hear any crooning from Robert Davi. S- I didn't- Sanchez from License to Kill. Yes. I don't want to hear him crooning. No, definitely not. But it's just weird. My point is, and I'm sure this guy's a good guy. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to, he seems like a fan. But yeah, he he thought we were coming hard at the Simpsons. Like, yeah. And and like you said, like people just hear things or like it, it gets them all twisted. Like you have to understand, like also, I I feel like also like last week, but I just didn't get into it. Somebody was coming at me for something and it's like. You understand if we just kind of have lukewarm takes on everything then it i mean i what right. I, I i'm truthful on this show but i will speak in hyperbole from time to time because it's funnier that way uh, i yes. i honestly i think the last time i looked at a dick at a urinal was uh brandon spikes like when he was playing for the university of florida and he and so, it was like thimble but it's thimble known size. that i'm like checking out dicks and stuff like like yeah, it's hyperbole. Like, yeah, Ed's always checking out dicks, but like, no, it's, it's just a joke. I find yeah. penises funny, and I don't like I don't find women, naked women funny. When, I find naked men funny. We're the dong show of record. So when you were, so was it weird when Brandon Spikes was having a piss next to you, and you had to like put on your bifocals, and you had, like had to get out of loop, and you had, like because it was like so hard to see what he was working with. You're like, oh man, this poor Brandon Spikes. Like you had to really like get down close to really observe what was happening down there. I f- I feel like he wanted. Right. Maybe he was just afraid of splashback because yeah. he stood away. But he gave enough. Like it was it was big enough that like the corner of your eye, the uh, yes, yes, you know, yes. peripheral vision. I was like, what what's going on right. over yes. there? Like, is there? Is there a snake charmer next to me? Is something happening? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, wow. What's what's going on with urinal technology? I every time I walk up there, 
I'm so disgusted that I'm, I'm first of all, the floor is all slick and greasy from the splash. And the, you go up there and there's like nowhere you can stand and you can aim at that little shell or the little bee or whatever it is. And that, that's why that's there. Cause that's like the least splashy place, but still there's no, there's, it's impossible. You could pick the low one. I always go for the low one. I try to. Go, I feel like you get the least splash out of the low one. What? Yeah, not the one. Oh, all, I, not I find the one all the way I on the floor. The, that's. I find the low one to be the most splash because then it'll go on your like chins. And well, maybe knees maybe because it's further away, I'm not noticing. But when I stand right up to the, you know, the urinal's about at dick height for me. I uh, I'm getting so much fucking splash back unless but you're I stand- talking about the. You're talking about the little person urinal. Yeah, yeah, the kids urinal. I, I go to that one. But you're saying that's that's the right height. No, for you? that's no, no, no. The regular urinal. Don't <laughs> don't start a thing because these guys will take no, it. But, but yeah. you, you, you said it's it's about the no, right no, height. No, for no, me, not right? the little one. The regular urinal is like dick height for me, and okay. I feel like I get okay. the most splash from that one. What's are you like my son who like a couple times I've had to like push him away because he'll like rest his dick on the urinal because it can't no. quite no. get there. No. Is that what you're no, saying? It's not. But I have. Was it you that was talking about how was is it Paul Rudd that'll just walk up to a urinal yes, and drop his whole pants? Drop, <laughs> I promise you, if I ever if For we sure. ever go out yes. somewhere together, if we go to the men's room, I'm going full <laughs> kids ankle <laughs> pants on ankles, like just walk into the men's room. He said whoever was Paul Rudd's co star, he said like it was an enormous like Ten urinal. It was the airport bathroom. So good, so good. I, I, <laughs> Everybody sees them with. I 100 percent want to steal that at some point if I can remember. I'll, I'm going to put a note on my phone or something. <laughs> uh, so anyway, just you know, you guys. I'm just you know, just we're just here talking, and you're not going to agree with 100 percent of what we say. And maybe, maybe sometime you hear something and it makes you feel a certain way. Maybe before you start thumbing away on your phone. You just take a little look in the mirror. <laughs> um, and also, uh, right before we started, I was just reading about the uh, H&M sweatshirt where the kid's wearing a monkey sweatshirt, the black kid. Yeah. You hear about this? No. I heard I heard The weekend. who I barely know other than he somehow had just bought a $30 million mansion. I heard he, yeah, he said I heard he quit being sponsored by H&M because they had a racist sweatshirt. It's like a cute little kid yeah. who's wearing a, a shirt that says like "Little Monkey" and he's a black kid. Yeah, and it's not going over too well. And I get it. Like, there's just certain things you got to yeah. you you should be smart. At. There's there are fifteen twenty people who are in on that decision. The fact that nobody it's, is like, you yeah, know what, this this idea. is not going to go over too well. Right. Um. But anyway, I saw in the comment, and th- th- this is another just general rule. White people, like, don't decide what's okay race-wise. Like, yeah. just, it's probably best for you to to let people who might be offended let you know if they're offended. Not white people to say, oh, I'm not, I'm looking in some, it's, it was on Facebook, like, it was, I don't know, a Vice post in, a, like, some, you know, house frau from Kansas, some, you know, pasty right. white She's like, oh, my gosh, I call my little one monkey all the time. What's the big deal? People need to chill. It's like, mm, why, don't you, why don't you just. Right. I mean, I'm not flipping out over it, but you know what? I'm not black. My kid's right. not black. But I get why people might not be okay with that. And 
Yeah. The uh, the pacey woman woman from Kansas is not going to enlighten. Wait, just anyone. like what's the upside? Like <laughs> like anything anything that's on a shirt. I remember the Black Keys. I read an article with the black about the Black Keys like early on, and they were like doing really well with merch, and they were like telling I was it was like a um like like a Rolling Stone article, and they were like talking to somebody from another band, and they're like just. You could put anything on a shirt. Like it doesn't matter. Just put anything on shirts and people will buy shirts. So it's like, what's the upside to do something that might be that some people might be offended by? Like it's not just there are a couple of buzzwords. Like it's cool if you right. just avoid those ones. Right. Just like you could, you could still do something edgy and cool and hip and interesting and just not have to deal with. That and it seems like a pretty lame sweatshirt anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I, I saw a kid see. with that. It's like, yeah. nah. No, not cool. Like, I, I coached basket, two two different That's basketball teams at That's this right point. And one kid showed up at practice, like, world's coolest kid shirt. Oh, no. What kind of asshole parents put in their seven or eight-year-old in that thing? So lame. Uh, world's coolest kid. I can I can attest, as his coach, he is definitely not, not even the team's no. coolest kid. <laughs> not even the remotely coolest kid. No, he might be the most uncool kid on the team. <laughs> okay, let's do some email. World's worst dribbler, maybe. First email. <laughs> Dear B, whatever happened to Greg 30 Musician? From that hair plug commercial. You think he's now Greg 45 musician or Greg 45 waiter? That's from Francis and Glendale. This is, this used to be my favorite commercial. It was the hair, it was the hair club for men. I vaguely remember Greg the musician. Yeah. Hair club for men had, it started out as this, um, Size Sperling, right? Yeah. Size Sperling. It was like a late night infomercial. So you get home all fucked up and you'd be like, he's, and he's like, I'm not just a member. I'm also a client. And this, this is the, this might be, the product that actually coined the term hair system because it wasn't, I don't know if this one, I think they, they eventually transferred into the plug game. No, but at first it was like, it was like sod. It's like a sew on thing. So they take, it's basically a toupee, but it's not the kind you put on the little doll head, the mannequin head at night. It's a kind where you go to a facility and they they weave it. They sew the hair piece to your side hair. So you got to have some right, side hair. I can hair still so. picture like the close-ups of those early commercials where they yeah. show the weave technology, like the looping in. Exactly. And so then, but then later, like this got popular. Then they had a commercial, and it would be on during sport games. And there were a lot of guys that were like doing testimonials, and they'd be like diving into a pool. And there, there was one. Super, yeah, it was like Maury's Wigs commercial, right? There was one super dork that was good, and and they would have their name and their occupation at the bottom of the screen. And one guy was Greg Thirty, musician, and he was at least forty five years old, and he had the worst looking hair wig plug because I think they. Started started doing like a combined where they're like we'll do some plugs in the front but also we'll still weave the thing on the back so you get full coverage because if you go bald like there's not they can't just transplant a whole head of hair yet they can only fill in the spots and what they don't tell you is that you continue to go bald behind 
the spots where they refill the hair and they can keep refilling it. But eventually, if you lose all your hair, it's not – they just can't put enough – they can't tr- uh, transplant enough into the spots where you've lost all of your hair, which is now you see they do that thing where they tattoo the head so it looks like you have a shaved head. Have you seen that, Ed? The, oh, did, didn't LeBron do something? Or no, not t- tattoo. He did the like the, the paint. spray. Yeah, he did the Ron, the Ron Popeil where they're just like get a can the of GLH, GLH formula. Yeah, great yeah. looking hair, great looking hair. Yeah, where they go, where they're like, hey, just get some masking tape, get some of that blue tape, and like smack it down on your forehead, and we'll just spray around it, and then when we pull the tape off, it'll look like your hairline. Well, they do that, but with tattoos, where the some tattoo person goes in and tattoos like little strands of hair all over the top of your head, so it looks like you have a shaved head all the time, when really you don't. You don't, which is kind of weird. Like, what if somebody comes and touches your head? You know? Well, people, oh yeah, yeah. That's you have like a buzz, uh, people try to do that. They're like, hey, buddy, and then but then they would go to touch your head, and you would have no hair. That would just that would be weird. I'm looking at this commercial. This is the well. This is the. I'm also a client. Well, he right. did that for everyone, right? Yeah, that's yeah. But then I think later he sort of sigh, sort of trans. He might have sold the company, right? I did hear oh. uh, on sports talk radio today. I did hear a commercial where the the, the guys it was a hair plug commercial, and they're like, "These aren't your dad's hair plugs." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> asshole!" But you're the same guy that sold this guy's dad his hair plugs. Like you were right. doing the dad hair plugs when the that was the hair plugs of the time. So right, you're that's fu- that's like. Advertising like any of these companies, they're like new and improved. Like, yeah, the yes. shit we were selling you for yes. years is bullshit. It's it's, <laughs> it's the Domino's model. Yeah, our pizza sucked, <laughs> but now it sucks less. Like, what? Thanks, dickhead. Or okay. I, I love how excited products get when they're like new packaging, same great taste. I know, like, yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah, guess what? You're the only one who cares about the new packaging. I don't, I, I don't give a fuck about uh, my. Uh, my rice checks packaging. Although I will say this, I do kind of get, I am sort of a sucker when I see somebody, I don't think I've ever in my life ordered or on purpose drank a Miller beer, but like, except for like when I was in high school and that was like all you could get. Not, not in recent memory, but I'm sure I did. Yeah. I've definitely had a life. Right. But But you're talking about regular Miller. Miller light. So, but oh, now Miller Lite, sure. But I'm saying there is like a Miller beer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I remember MGD was a thing. But my point is now I would never walk up to a bar and say, give me a Miller Lite. But if I see somebody on a commercial and they're drinking it out of the old, they have it back in the old school Stiney? bottle. I, ha- I had one not that long ago. And I look at it and I'm like, that looks kind of good. Like, Cause it would- looks like it looks like a John Madden commercial from 1980. Yes. Totally. Like that's they, the thing. I, that's why I had one recently. If, Somebody was drinking one. I was like, yeah, give me one of those a little stubby or whatever it's called. Yeah. Stiney. Like if they go back, when they go back to the old school, like the, like I like original cores. I would oh, take the, that anyway. the original course, that little stubby bottle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the little barrel bottle. Like you're like, Oh, I want one of those. Like all of a sudden it tastes better. Like packaging has an effect. And if you look like at like distilled spirits, like a lot of the sale is made on the bottle design. Like you got to have a cool fucking now, bottle if you want somebody to po- buy it. My point was like when you're in Target trying to buy Tide, like 
detergent, oh, yeah. and they're like, <laughs> new packaging, same grid Tide. Like, fuck off, Tide. Totally. Yeah. I like Tide. They're like, we put it in pods because putting a scoop of it in your fucking laundry was way too hard. Like, are you fucking kidding me? How lazy <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get carpal tunnel syndrome. Yes. We don't scoop detergent like your mom and dad. No. Yeah, <laughs> millennials. Uh, Fuck okay. you, old people. We got pods. Uh, all right. Here, here's another one. Dear Brian, Ed, and Kate, seeing how this is the dong show of record, I thought yes. this would be the best place to discuss an endangered species. Guys named Dick. With the passing of the great Dick Enberg, our dick supply has reached a critical level with no replenishment in sight. I think I made a, I might have made a tweet about Dick Enberg, RIP, like the last dick. As a kid, <laughs> it was always weird that a word we weren't supposed to say was also someone's name. Right. It begs the question, which came first, the dick or the Richard? Either way, the loss of all the dicks in the world is kind of sad. Thanks. That's from Parada 44. Uh, he PSs. So uh, I did not bing shaking my head. Or I did a not bing shaking my head search and found out that the name Dick dates back to the 16th century. And Dick, meaning penis, was first documented in the late 1800s as British Army slang. So every guy past 1920 that went by Dick had a major deal, right? Well, this is. This this struck a chord with me because I had a grandfather named Dick, R.I.P. Grandpa he, Dick, R.I.P. Grandpa, Grandpa Dick, and he was born in 1927. So I feel like he was on the cusp of when they – when you know, dude, it was still kind of normal to be called Dick, and he was called Dick his whole life. But I also have an uncle. I have like 20 uncles called Richard, and I have an uncle, Richard, and I think when he was young – he was called Dick, like in high school. He was Dick, and then, but then at some point, he made the transition where he's like, "Hey, I'm Rick." And also, my dad is a Rick. You know, my dad's dad was called Dick, but my dad is called Rick, and but I don't Rick, think he was ever. Rick Dick. comes with its own baggage now because that's more like porn starish. Oh, it right? is. I mean, Rick? it's it's definitely an old timey name. It's def- yeah, it's like a seventies mustache. Yeah, like you feel Rick. like it's a seventies mustache name. Like I mean, Magnum's right hand man, Rick. Right, he ran, right. He Rick. ran the King Kamehameha Club. Um, Dick. I feel like, yeah, I feel like Dick is somebody north of sixty. Like I, I remember yeah. I, a professor. It, his name was Dick, and it's like he's got to be sixty five now, seventy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like on the, that's like on the young end of dicks, I feel. It's, well, yes. I'm saying that's the last. Yeah. Like, the last of the Dick, dicks. Final Dick. Dick Enberg. Yeah. He's, he's of the, uh, the right age, but I'm saying you wouldn't, I mean, the last of the dicks should be around the same time as the last of the Eds. Yeah. Yeah. It's right? like, well, like it's, old man, like 65, 70 years old. Right. But then you see this thing where old, like, Kids are being named George now and like names that went away are coming back, especially with little girls where they're ha- like, um, you know, like Lillian or like p- names. Like I had a great grandmother called Ella and I had a great grandmother called Lola. And oh, those are hugely popular. Now they're very though. popular. And these, these, you know, these 
were my great grandmothers. They've been dead 25 years. And, but now those names are back. Like those are yeah. old timey names. And well, now I've got a grandma named again. Florence. Wait, once we start seeing kid, little girls named Florence, yeah. we know we've really turned. There's a few that aren't going to come back around like, um, Bertha. And Bertha. I don't, I don't feel like we're going to get a lot of like, um, Deborah. I don't think Again. Ruth is coming back yeah, too quickly. Ruth. Although that's biblical, but uh, yeah, I don't it's not definitely it's not cute, so I don't feel like that one's going to come back around. But, but Dick But by the way, back to our earlier conversation, I'm sure somebody's wife is like Ruth or Bertha and somebody is going to like stop listening to the show or send us hate mail. Like oh. that's that's what's going to happen. I Dude, promise you. Years ago when I we used to try to be funny on Twitter. Mm. This is just an exercise in futility. Yes. I said, I made some stupid joke where I'm like, hard to believe that no one's ever had sex with anybody called Mildred or something, something like that. Like it's, it was funnier the way I wrote it. And so, so many people and they're like, actually my dad had sex with a Mildred. Cause that's my mom's name. And it was like, I'm just, dude, I'm just joking. Like, it's an old timey name. I'm not, yeah. you know, like it's just, it's a funny name. It's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with being called that. It's just a silly joke. Like, yeah. And so. when I joked, like, I don't know, six months ago, I just said all Irish people are ugly. Oh no, don't, oh no, don't get that going again. Somebody went crazy. Yes, like, I know. was livid. Irish chicks, yes. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. It's not a hundred percent. That's just right. a little funny hyperbole. You're but just yeah, going people for it. are very touchy. Yeah, you're just you're going for you're doing it. You know, you're doing trying yeah. to be funny. Like let's don't we don't all have to be sensitive. Sorry, sorry about your ugly wife. Um, <laughs> speaking of contentious times, yes, the world of competitive kayaking are we to the point like have we gotten are they putting motors in the kayaks like they are on the bikes or what's yeah. going on in the world of competitive kayaking so a japanese kayaker has been banned from competition for eight years for spiking the drink of a rival so that he would fail a doping test yasuhiro suzuki drugged his key rival seiji komatsu with an anabolic steroid causing him to fail the test the Japan Anti-Doping Agency said Tuesday. Suzuki then admitted he put the steroid methanedienone in Kumatsu's drink because he thought he couldn't win at the national championships. Now, Brian, three questions. Where does co- competitive kayaking, kayaking rank among the most who-gives-a-shit competitive sports? Two, why did Suzuki roll over so quickly like a bitch? Like they said, did you spike? And he's like, yes, I thought I couldn't win the championship. Honor. Because of honor. <laughs> I am a man. Um, and then number three, why would any athlete in Japan do anything but the ice stair climbing game? Exactly. Like it's – or that that's one – all I care about from Japan now. Or that one – is it in Taiwan where you oh. where three guys get blown at the same time and the first guy to shoot his load wins? Like that's <laughs> – I want to be, be competitive Or the handjob karaoke. That's pretty good. Though. Yes, yes, exactly. Like those are the games I want to get into. I didn't – I'll Kayaking. be honest. There's a lot of Olympic sports that I didn't know were Olympic sports. Take, for instance, kayaking. I know they do the long – what are the long skinny canoes where there's a whole bunch of guys row and one skinny guy – one but little that's, guy? And, that's that's the Oxford Blues crew, thing. That's, that's Yeah, crew. With the, uh, the, the 
Coxwin. Coxwin, and you can and you can only be good at it if you grew up rich, and they only do it at like Harvard and Princeton and, and Oxford. Yeah, Oxford, and like I know about that. I know they do. And you got to be super small if you're the Coxwin. You got to be super small, but the rest of the guys are like the dudes that couldn't make the basketball team or the volleyball team. See, if you can't make the basketball team, then you play volleyball. And if you can't make the volleyball team, I feel like then you do crew because it's the same kind of body where you got to be like six five, six six, lanky and really able to pull. So I feel like that that's camp. If you couldn't make the basketball team, you couldn't make the volleyball team. Then you do crew. And I I know that's an Olympic sport. I didn't realize kayaking. Like, is it rapids? You don't know. I don't. Japan? I don't even know if do they have rapids? Who knows what's going I'm on? Sure there. they do. They have rivers, right? It's That's an true. They got all kinds of stuff there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean There was that there was that dramatic nine oh two one oh episode where oh, Claire Arnold was the coxswain for the opposing team of Steve Sanders crew team. Um they had a girl they had a girl coxswain? Yeah. Well Claire anytime Arnold? anytime they, they try to do some sports you could tell it was written by people who just really were, were right. felt like they needed to, you know, liven it up for the today's youth. Like, yeah. let's give them a little sports. Let's have Brandon play basketball for an episode. And it's like, you saw that guy shooting a layup. You'd know yeah. he was not making the team. Well, I mean, just Mike J. Fox, like he shot jumper free throws and he, he dribbled while looking <laughs> I down. love that fucking movie. That is the best movie. Though. He like was not. Styles. Also, also, he was five three. Like there was just like so many things that made him not a basketball player. And also, you're writing the movie, so you it could be any sport. Like you could have come up with any sport to put the Teen Wolf in. And they went with basketball. And this Mike Mike J Fox just was not super convincing. And then in the closing credits, there's a guy in the crowd with his pants completely undone. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's great. It's a great little also, hidden gem. Right when like Boof and everybody's charging out of the crowd, you see a guy stand up and his com- his pants are completely open. You're like, what was he doing there? Also, Mick McAllister, which is yeah. like the most completely like Irish name you could possibly get. They pick they pick the swarthiest Italian guy yeah. in the world, and also. <laughs> He was at least 37 years old and playing a high school kid. Like One of my favorite t-shirts. It's a Dragons t-shirt. It looks like Mick McAllister's jersey. Oh, that's so good. It's also, pretty sweet. Also, for some reason, he's allowed to stand under the basket while Michael right, J. Fox That's definitely a technical buddy. It's just – there's a lot, lot going on there. I was, we might have to review that. Coach, <laughs> Coach Finstock was oh. tremendous. You got Chubb. He had no lateral quickness, and he was playing like small forward for that. He's eating a sandwich on the court. I like, I like the coach. Yeah, Quinton from Camp I Me Love was one of the one of the basketball players. Yes. Yeah, the good looking guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like that Coach Finstock was eating hard boiled eggs in his office. Like <laughs> whoever directed that movie, that's like an interesting choice. That makes it so he could have been eating like chips. Or he could have been right. eating any food, but he was eating hard-boiled eggs. And I was like, you know what? It's that a great fucking really makes this. Like, it's so much more interesting that way. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's, it is pretty good. Um, speaking of things that – oh, 
How did we do on our picks? I believe I was three and one. Was I not? You were three and one. I was two and two because I think you picked against the Rams yes. and I picked them. So I told yes. Both both uh, big spreads, eight and a half point spreads. Uh, yes. We we both got those right and, and we Basic- were wrong. And also the Panthers got that long touchdown from the. I didn't watch a ton of football, but I did see. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had like a 60 yard touchdown that covered like with a oh, couple minutes no. left. Oh, so we're, so technically I was, t- I because was two it, and two against the line, but three, no, no, no. Three I think one. you were, th- I think you were three and one against the line. Oh, nice. But it yeah. could have been four and oh, it, because the saints were up by double digits the whole game. No, no, but because that, I didn't, no one had the Titans. No one. Uh, I had the Titans. Oh, you did? Of course. Fucking kidding me? Well, I don't think. Yes, I, because I said Bortles. We're not trusting Bortles to to no, cover an eight and a half point line. No, the Titans played the fucking Chiefs, dummy. Oh, I definitely picked. I said Alex Smith when he was. Uh, oh right, this is all Patreon content. Yes, uh, that's but, right. That's it. yeah. Everyone's like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about? What are you talking about?" <laughs> we uh, we we picked the games. We picked the wild card weekend games. Fancy Sauce was even able to guess most of the team locations. She, and she Toronto Titans. Game. Yes, it was. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, you really missed an excellent bonus episode where we picked all last week's wild card winners. And yes, I had the Falcons. I told you to take the Falcons, take the points. I said the Falcons would win outright, and that's what they did. We're basically handicappers, Ed. We should start our own yeah, touting proud service. Of us. Yeah, we're so good. Patreon. Well, one of the games. One of the games. I didn't watch it, but it sounds like it was the uh, the worst quarterback played. Game. Oh yeah, ten, ten three game. Oh, but so bad. Anyway, it was exciting for Buffalo Bills fans. But which, by the way, everything I see on like Deadspin, like what is Buffalo that? Buffalo Bills fans hate folding tables. What is that? What are they doing? I don't understand. They're, they're, it seems like they're trying to break their necks. Yeah. But they're constantly body slamming like charcoal grills and and folding tables. They go get those they get those plastic long like um banquet but they're not, tables. They're not nothing. It's not like it's five bucks for those tables. No. Like, no, they're, they're like forty bucks. Like, they could be like, yeah, I was gonna say about fifty bucks. Yeah. Seems like a little bit much to be just breaking. You in get half. them at Costco. Also, it's a whole thing you gotta lug to the game. And then they get up on top of somebody's vehicle and they're all oh, drunk. He's a van. Yeah, and they have so lots and of then someone like jumps back first onto the table and like breaks the often, table and yeah, like and often miss. Yeah, what because. what is that? I don't understand. Why it's don't we get that? Thing. Yeah. But anyway, that's all they really were famous for for the last 18 or so years. And this past uh, – the last weekend, they clinched the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. And Buffalo News columnist Rod Watson – speaking of porn star names. Yeah. Rod Watson wrote about wrote about it in his column. That's where he said, playoff game? Please don't tell me any more about it. That's how he started the column. Then he says, <laughs> does the phrase – that's, that's the, that's the uh, headline – then he starts off. Does the phrase "get a life" mean anything around here? Uh, then he then he yeah. bemoans the fact that he has to spend a week thinking about the bills. Buffalo needs help. This is the Buffalo news, by the way. Um, Buffalo needs help at the inevitable watch parties. We should use halftime for mass therapy sessions to reaffirm what should be obvious. There are more. There are things more important than Tyrod Taylor's quarterback rating. 
a city with Frank Lloyd Wright and Lewis Sullivan masterpieces, underground railroad sites, and burgeoning medical campus should not have to fixate on LaShawn McCoy's all-purpose yardage. Now, Brian, why does uh, Rod Watson st- stop there? Why not celebrate all of Buffalo's bragging points, like how a third of the people live below the poverty line? Or maybe he can talk about how the uh, the city boasts the highest unemployment numbers by far in the state of New York. Or maybe yeah. they could commemorate where William McKinley was shot. Or most gold chains per capita. <laughs> or most... IROCs. Uh, yeah, most functioning IROCs and Trans Ams <laughs> in the on the Eastern Who Seaboard. This guy, like, what Buffalo. a buzzkill! Is he a sports columnist? Like, I don't, what, what else you got? Is there anything? I mean, fucking sabers! Like, what? What? Right. What are you waiting for, buddy? Like, like this is this is it for Buffalo. The they made, Bills are like the most exciting thing, and they made the playoffs for the first time in. A long time. And I like how one – like celebrating one thing is – has right. to be at the expense of another thing. Like be- right. because because the Bills are in the playoffs and you're excited about it, like that you're somehow dismissing the fact that there's a Frank Lloyd Wright building in Buffalo. Like I don't – like though you can be – you can be happy about both those things. Or like, yeah, it's – it's uh, also like when, when people talk about like if an athlete is on Twitter and they're like, I wish they'd focus a little more on their basketball right. than Twitter. It's like w- one does not have to do with the other. Yeah. yeah. Like, no. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be all the time playing basketball. Like when right. Col- no one would sign Colin Kaepernick and they're like, is he even like, how do we even know he's working out? Like, how he does he love even, football? Has he even said he wants to play? Like, what, what the fuck do you know, dickhead? Like, it's. <laughs> How about when Tim Rock Reigns was doing fucking coke the whole time? Like, would you, yeah, you on first him? base? <laughs> yeah, like, just like these guys are human beings. Like, they they don't have to do their sport a hundred percent of the time to make you happy, you, asshole. You Buffalo citizens, how dare you be excited about some something to take your mind off of the uh, misery that right. we're suffering through this winter? Like, it's exciting. Like they've. They haven't made the playoffs in forever. Like Rex Ryan was the their last. Coach. Their last playoff game. No, their last playoff game was the Music City Miracle. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, that was their last game. That was the 99 season. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Tyrod got them there. Like, yeah, yeah, they lost. It was the worst game of the weekend. But still, be happy for them. Ed, we have another death penalty case. Uh Uh-oh. I can't remember all the reasons that my – allowances for the death penalty i'm i'm staunchly anti-death penalty except for in cases of uh, purposefully causing traffic um and weaponizing your bodily fluids and or in this case your bodily solids a united airlines flight had to be diverted because oh Chicago to Hong Kong too that is not oh. a quick jaunt that's got to be a solid like sixteen hour flight I've done New York to Hong Kong so I it's it's not a pleasant I no. mean that's, it's a long time to be on a plane that's the one where you settle in and just fucking try to take as many drugs as you can to go to sleep yeah that's that's the Ambien and cocktails yeah so they weren't too far they had to divert to. Anchorage after a uh, passenger monster 
who should be uh, euthanized as soon as possible, uh, used his own excrement to paint the walls of not one, but two of the airplane lavatories. Jesus. Uh, Flight 895 took a crappy turn Thursday night when the man smeared excrement inside a couple of bathrooms and also removed his shirt and tried to shove it, flush it down the toilet. FBI agents um, at Alaska's Ted Stevens International Airport. Is he still alive? He's that. They named their airport after the senator that got caught taking bribes. Yeah, and not even good bribes. Like, I mean, it's it's a good item, but like he was he was selling his vote for fucking Viking Grill. He also got like a sweet like marble fish statue. I recall <laughs> for the front of his house. So like he sold he's sold his vote for like a weird like carved fish. And I get these these are like these cost money, but at the same time like these are weird things to just sell your soul for. It's kind of true. Well, any time you see somebody's like, hey, like, fuck kids getting murdered in school. We're not doing any background checks. And, oh, by the way, if you uh, if you if you uh, have domestic violence charges, you should be able to get a gun faster. And you're like, you motherfucker. And then you see that they got like eight grand from the NRA. Like it's always yeah, like yeah, right. you're always like wait that's all it took it's always way yeah. less than you're picturing all when all those like yeah all those people after every shooting they they're like these are the people in the pocket of the NRA it's like yeah. eight grand like yes. I'll muster up eight grand if it's gonna make you stop this bullshit. right it's like the leaders like Paul Ryan he gets like a hundred and forty grand from the NRA still not very much but then the then the rest of them fall in line for like thirty five hundred yeah, bucks. Some- some of them are just breadcrumbs. Yes, it's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, this guy, airport police said the man was taken to Providence Hospital for a psych eval. No charges were immediately filed. Just, no. no that's you know they, I'm not in charge. You know what they should do? Like, soon as they notice the guy, his flushing his shirt down the toilet and there's shit everywhere, that's where you're like, hey, buddy, we, we found your stop. And they just open up and yeah, kick just, him out like yeah. Goldfinger. Totally. Just Push him out. Yeah, we're good. Hey, I, you know what? Even we'll, we'll you, make sure to get you your luggage. You could give him a parachute, DB Cooper style. Just like here you go. Just take your chances <laughs> in the Alaskan wilderness. There's bears and shit out there. I don't give a fuck. Count to ten. Count to ten and pull the uh, ripcord. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, he's still hasn't been charged apparently, but everyone else was like super inconvenienced, and it is saying something, Ed. Like, does smearing in excrements all over the laboratory actually um, improve the level of cleanliness of most airline lavatories. I mean, I've, so I've talked bad. about, I've talked about my, my awful attempt at the, the mile high club. Oh, so gross. Uh, it's just, I really wonder, like it's, you need to be really young and just needing sex to, to do the mile high club. Cause it's just always disgusting. Like if you think about it, it's real gross. That yeah. blue water and everything. Just even going in there to just do anything is just so it's like the soap kind of smells gross. Like everything about the bathroom. Is so disgusting. And also like family members, don't let your crazy relatives get on planes. 
Like just no. like somebody had to right. know this guy somebody- was, had this behavior in his arsenal. And like this let's guy isn't people. a mild mannered accountant no. who did this. No, like, you not. know, crazy Larry is going to smear shit somewhere. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. What else is oh, a lot of people were hitting me up with this. Yeah. The ties. The t- the people of the men of Thailand were Ed was once stonewalled on getting a an, a wife approved hand job at an actual at an actual place where their where the main service they provide is hand jobs. Well, no, it's it's more dramatic than that. Hand job is is for the. Uh... The All right, scared, right. Scared of catching something, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. They do. They do all of the above. They're though. usually going way more serious. But you're, but you're. I believe your reasoning was that well, there was just a language barrier. I could, you couldn't communicate to the chick because I was. There I mean, let me just off. let me let's not get into the whole thing. But what was happening was, I got the feeling, without protection, I got the feeling that there was about to be a mounting. So I waved it off, and then all of a sudden, clothes started going. I was like, "Hey, wait, wait, not that was it." I don't think we ever got that detail before. Yeah, I I was, I was afraid of getting AIDS. That's why it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good! Like, I don't know what I could have gotten, but it probably wouldn't be good to bang a Thai hooker without a condom. Um. Yeah, that's not that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Put that in the in the top on the high on the list of things to accomplish. Um, but the, apparently, the Michael Jackson trend, because Michael Jackson was reported because of his vitiligo. Yes, he supposedly had a real blotchy dick, and now in in Thailand, there's a trend emerging where dudes are going to plastic surgeons to get their cocks white and dead. They're going the wrong way. Yeah. Thailand's public health ministry has issued a warning over a new and bizarre trend of penis whitening, which has been linked to the country's association of paleness with success. Skin whitening is popular across Southeast Asia as darker skin is associated with outdoor labor and being poorer with a wide range of bleaching products on the market. In Thailand, the phallic fad has unexpectedly unexpectedly extended to men who believe a paler penis and groin area looks more attractive. But health officials have urged people to rethink undergoing the procedure which can lead to scarring inflammation and nasty looking spots quote penis laser whitening is not necessary waste money and may give more negative effects than positive ones the health ministry's dr tong chai oh fuck i can't even try with that last name oh uh, their thai names are like 30 letters yeah. You, could, but can you imagine that you're like, you're like you're a Thai dude, and you're about to get down with the chick, and she's like, get your pants down, and she's like, oh, oh, Tong Chai, what has your fucking dick been out chopping wood again in the in the outdoors? Disgusting! You 
you have a laborer cock. I'm not, I'm not touching this thing. I only, I only have sex with posh dicks that just hang around in pants all the time. I'm, I'm out of here. Fuck That's right. this. Once, if, if you've gotten to the point where the dick is coming out, the color of the dick is probably only if it's like really weird looking. Like it, she's she's allowing you to have sex. It's not like you're yeah. you're fooling her. At, at that no. point, you're you're in. And I don't. I it's you know hasn't it's been my experience that they don't really like do a, a thorough inspection. Like if they're right. letting you do anything with it or they're doing anything to it, right. they're just doing it. They're not. There's like, a lot mm-hmm. going on. They don't. They right. don't. They don't get out a magnifying glass. Yeah, they don't get out. They don't get out the um the paint chips from. They don't run down to Ace Hardware and get out like the paint swatches and compare. And they're like, ooh, mm, this is <laughs> you're just a one shade yeah. too dark on the allowable you're have to swatches. Get this to eggshell for me to 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 uh, put it in. Uh, yeah, it's crazy, and this is this is a little bit scary for me. Obviously, I'm betrothed, and you know, unless I'm given the occasional pass. But the my thing is that my my dong is actually, and I get made fun of this a lot, or I have over the years by my buddies. My dong is actually um, probably a shade or two darker than the mm. rest of my body. I have. I even had one buddy that was like, I think you you had some sort of industrial accident and they had to transplant your dong from a, a, another person's body. You actually have a cadaver dick because your dick <laughs> does not match the rest of your body. And he would often call me cadaver dick for that reason wow. because he saw my dick and he thought my dick was too dark to be attached to me. So I, I would be getting no play amongst the elites of Thailand because my penis is just much – is not pale at all. It's much too dark. Yeah, mine's a little bit darker, but oh, I, I wouldn't say – Also in the darker dick club. much. Yeah. Yeah. But as somebody who – still, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think I've got a black man's dick. As somebody who has a white dick for, the, for over four decades, yeah. I can tell the Thai men it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not worth having. Right. It's just – No. Just no. – and it's one of those things, guys, where you just got to – it's a it's a confidence thing. Like if if she's going to decide not to fuck you, she's going to be doing it long before she ever gets close enough to see your dick. Right. She's – that decision has been made and – You can only fuck it up there. Right. Whatever you're working with, she's going to be fine with for the most part because she's she's – into like having sex with you, not having sex with your dick. Right, right. And that's, that's hard for us as guys to grasp because we are not wired that way where we want, we want to see things we like right. and have sex with them. They want to feel feelings they like, which is, which is weird. Speaking of feeling feelings, Ed, have you, you know, it's the beginning of the year and most of us have this stuff on our phone or computers now, but like mm-hmm. in my office, I like to just – I have one of those um, <clears throat> paper, like the desk calendars on my desk. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, so I can make notes, like write down my bills are due or whatever and my, any meetings I have. I write that down on the calendar so it's right in front of me. But sometimes I like to just glance over at the wall rather than look on my phone or my um, 
or my the calendar on my computer just to if I need a date real quick I'm like hey what's next Wednesday like hey are you available sure. next Wednesday I just like to glance over at the wall and look at the calendar well luckily Ed now there's a new calendar that I'm going to be picking up the Rachel Dolezal 2018 <laughs> calendar do you re- do you remember Rachel oh, Dolezal yes she's the, a, the she, blackest yeah she the, the, the NAACP. Yeah, the Spokane and, chapter. Yeah. She, yeah. She was, she was. She gotta had, think that, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I've never been to Spokane. I gotta think there, they weren't full meetings. The NAACP meetings. Well, I just, yeah, I just feel like the rest of the membership. Calling all black people in the state of Washington. <laughs> right, right. Well, right. The, the, like you go outside Seattle. I cannot imagine there are a lot of black people there. And I imagine that the few people that did show up were like, yo, yeah. what's like a couple guys what's who played up with, with Ryan Leaf? <laughs> yeah, like, like she, she look a little light skinned to you. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Like, what's going on with her? Um, well, Ra- she, Rachel Dole is all the um, black imposter. I don't even know what to call her. Um, she has resurfaced and I think she's like trying to raise money or something. And she's got a, like a, sexy calendar of herself for sale where she's got, she's got her braids and she's, she's doing that thing that um you'll see like a lot of chicks. Like she's not in, well, it's all the pictures aren't here. Right. I mean, the picture they show it's, it's airbrushed it's one kind and, of sexy one, but it's, it's not a terrible picture, but she's, and she's a good, contorted. A, right. A good photographer is always going to do this. She's laying back in all. Gravity, gravity's falling right. in the right spots. All the pictures. She's not like standing up. Like if you happen to follow Emily Ratajkowski on Instagram, as I recommend that everyone should. Um, Emily Ratajkowski, she posts. She's a model and she posts lots of pictures of herself on Instagram and she doesn't do that thing where there's like, like you'll see a porn where it's like a little bit older chick and she she may have a C-section scar or something. So she'll, she'll keep that corset on the whole time. This, this Emily Ratajkowski, she'll show you every angle of her body. She doesn't need to be photographed a certain way. Whereas, Hey, we're not all perfect. You know, some women need to be photographed a certain way. Um, but she's definitely this Rachel Dolezal. She's still she's got the braids going still. Like she hasn't really given up on her um, dream, and really, like her dream was just to like be accepted in the um, to be accepted as a community. black woman in yeah. Spokane, right? Which yeah, as the only black woman in Spokane, right? It's not like she was trying to make it in Harlem, right? Trying in Spokane, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So, if anybody's interested in that, um, Ed, it's no fancy sauce today. And I don't wait. One one thing about Dolezal. Oh yeah, hit me. With I that. I I did watch the Chappelle special, oh, and so, good. so funny. It, I mean, he is he's just so much better than really anything right now. He's so funny. Like, yeah. Uh, I I thought it was just amazing, and he did say about her. He's like. If she really, because he, he was talking about her versus like identity of like um, transgender, he's like, well, if you cut your dick off, that's like real commitment to the cause. And he's like, 
Rachel Dolezal can just say she's black. She's not committing. He's like something. I, I don't. I don't want to get the exact. I'm going to screw up the exact words. But he's like, if she's really black, she's got to put a lien on her house so she can invest in a mixtape. Then I'll know she's really black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> With something like that. He. he uh, yeah, those specials are so funny. Speaking of that, let's we'll do a just a little bit of um, celebrity news right now since we don't have fancy right. sauce here. Let's do it. I went this personal anecdote. I went this weekend and I saw um, Norm McDonald at my local improv. How was he? Ed, I'm a little worried about Norm. Oh no! Yes, he so. Norm doesn't drink. I think that's yes. well understood. Like I don't, yep. he does not drink alcohol. You know, it just not his thing, whatever. He came out on stage and he was, and was, this isn't, this wasn't the first thing I noticed, but it just, to, just to paint the picture, he was very disheveled. He, he came out on stage and he, first he had, like the the MC come out and put his stool down with, and you could see it had like a set list like taped to the stool. And Norm even mentioned that, that at some point. Well, I don't care about that. But he came out and he he looked very disheveled. He was wearing a uh, like a sweat, a, like a Puma sweatsuit, and not like the cool like nylon kind that I have, but like the like the, the sweatpants material, like the fleece kind. And it was. Right. It was a match sweatsuit, but it was like there were some stains on it. It looked, you know, I wouldn't have surprised me if someone had just woken him up in that. And then underneath he had a T-shirt and the T-shirt was like kind of all stretched out and like pulled out below the sweat jacket. <laughs> and then over that he had like a um, leather, like a leather bomber jacket over the whole ensemble and a Chicago Bears cap and he was drinking a Red Bull and then he just when he got out on stage he's like hold on I gotta wait for I gotta wait for my cigarette I gotta wait for my cigarette and uh, and he, and then he's like so then he was just like stood there and just didn't say anything and then eventually they brought him a cigarette and lighter that he just put in his pocket and then he never lit it the whole time but he was al- he was always kind of about to which is, you know, that's just, he needed that or whatever. And then he's like, he's like, Hey, how about, how about Sean? What do you think about Sean? And Sean is a guy named Keith. Who's like his regular opener that he brings <laughs> with him. He's like, what'd you, and, and he, but that, that's part of his charm that he doesn't totally, give a no, anything. totally. And he's like, it was, he was super funny. And he's like, he's, uh, he's so the, his opener, Keith, I can't remember his last name, but he was pretty funny. His whole thing is that he has autism. And so like a lot, you know, that's like the basis of his act is that he has, has autism and, and Norm's like, yeah, he's, he's not bad for a retard or he's like, he's, yeah, he's part of the retard community or what, or whatever you call it, Down syndrome, whatever. But Ed, that's not the point. He was so fucking slurry that I had a very difficult time understanding what he was saying for probably the first 15 minutes of his set. Like well, I told you about the time that he like walked people by acting like all drunk and then he kind of snapped out of it and he was like, ah, I don't even drink. I was just messing around. Yes. Yeah. So I don't, and you know, he does like to fuck with the audience and which I love. And he, 
he did a long set. He did a fucking hilarious set. And it definitely got less slurry towards the end. He was a little more coherent. Right. But it definitely did not seem like an act or a routine or an affectation. It seemed like, like he'd had might be going through some shit. A few too many pills that day and maybe had just had to be woken up to be brought on stage. <laughs> that said, he was fucking hilarious and once I could understand him. And it's just so weird because I know I'm like in white Orange County and everything and – it's you wonder about how people come because it was packed, it was sold out, and it was the early show because I I'm not staying up late for the late show, so it was a seven o'clock show, and it's it was a very like older like white crowd, right? And you wonder how people hear or find out about somebody or how they make the decision that I'm gonna go see Norm Macdonald because he did like an extended like fifteen minute bit about rape and like prison rape and like how he doesn't want to be raped. And this is a, this is a topic he covers often. And he walked like a bunch of people were like, this is fucking horrible. Like somebody leaned over to fancy sauce and they're like, this is terrible. Like she, like they wanted her to agree with them. And she's like, I don't know. It's fine. And he walked a whole bunch of people. And, but he did, he probably did like over an hour. He was super funny, but it was, I'm worried about Norm. I'm concerned about norm mm. he was a little slurry up there that's disappointing um i saw chris rock i mean we're, we're not gonna get into a long thing i saw chris rock at the garden uh not too long ago yeah and he was funny and i think it's gonna be not not the specific one i went to but i think he's gonna have the netflix special soon right but like he was funny but but he's he's definitely like going through dark shit with his divorce. Like it, yeah. it became like, like 20 minutes, minutes of like cathartic, like, well, don't get divorced. You know, this is rough. And it's like, he put that at the end of the set. So it was like, I remember laughing, but when I left the show, I was like, kind of like bummed out when it yeah. ended. <laughs> like, like he, he just like dropped a bunch of heavy shit at the end. Like he was like, it got divorced. And then people are cheering. He's like, no, no, it's awful. And then <laughs> like, just went on for 20 minutes. I was like, Oh no, Chris Rock. It's it's funny because that's we forget that's why these guys are able to make us laugh is because they're fucked up. Yeah. Like that's what yeah. that's where this energy comes from that makes them able to go to places that normal people don't go and that right. makes them able to make us laugh. Okay, well just one more thing. I know you're not okay. a ward show guy and I'm not the 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 um what were they called? The Golden Globes were this week. Well, and what my 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 quick opinion on the award show oh, yes, is uh -huh. there's there's so much like fluff and like this long evening and all of the key highlights. Like unlike sports, I mean, you talk about watching the draft; it's the same thing. Like the oh, next day, you can get a list, get a list, and if there's if there's an interesting speech, you can listen to it. But like. Yeah, I heard Frances McDormand won. I was like, yeah, she deserved it. She's and then awesome. that was it. She's like, amazing. I didn't have to hear anymore. But I de there's – and I don't want to seem insensitive here, but I feel like we've had – it's – we're in the Me Too era and mm -hmm. we're in the all-inclusive era, yep. which I think is great. Although it would have been nice to see some of that recognition go to Get Out, which is – 
a fantastic right. movie. Right. One of the best movies of the year. themed movie. Um, but there's now, so like Lady Bird, like the girl from Lady Bird won best yep. actress or whatever. And Lady Bird won best picture. And it's, I mean, it's just like, Wait, that's not. You told me that it was not. It's over. like, a, you know, it's going to go down with like the little Miss Sunshines of the world where you're like, hey. Right. In, Crash. In retrospect, this it's just kind of okay. Like it's not a right. bad, it's nothing wrong with it, but it's not like great or important <laughs> or anything. And Right. And another one. It's just a movie. Like uh, for, for, I don't know what the award was, but it was like best actor in a TV show. And it um and Aziz Ansari one, which is right. fine, but he's just he acts as himself in something. <laughs> like he's just he plays him. Like I don't I don't <laughs> I know. haven't watched that. I've I've been meaning to It's okay, to. it's fine. There's like nothing yeah, wrong I've with been it. Meaning but I wouldn't, to, but I wouldn't yeah. give him a, an award for that. I can't remember who he was up against in the Such category. Range. But yeah, but it's like just I just feel like now we've come, you know, there was a time where no women and no minorities could win anything. And now I just feel like things are starting to be weighted the other way when they shouldn't be, when it just should just be. And of course, like, uh, like popularity contests for art are stupid anyway. We all know that, but it's just kind of, kind of weird that the way the pendulum swings back and forth. And oh, I forgot to tell you, Oprah's the president now. Yeah, well, before we get that? to Oprah, I just wanted to point out when you're talking about like now the pendulum swinging. Where was the pendulum when uh, Shakespeare and Love beat Saving Private Ryan? There you go. That's another. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, I mean, what? Like at that point, I think at that point I was like, well, I'm definitely not watching another one of these. Or things. Dances with Wolves beat Goodfellas. Uh, uh, Are you fucking kidding me? Right. Uh, but it's Forrest like Gump beat Pulp Fiction. You see, like Dunkirk, which is like just this amazing. Oh, and you know awesome. these these war epics are always, you know, anything historical is usually like if it's done well, is going to get looked at. And it's yeah. just, you know, these like really triumphs of filmmaking are just going to be ignored for a while now while we while we catch up while which, we're working shit out. Yeah, um, the Oprah thing. I, She's the president. Did you know that? It's 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 really just such a bummer because what I've heard, and I I do find the Rock delightful, but like oh, I love the Rock. Now I'm I, but now I'm hearing it's like oh, it's either going to be the Rock or right. Oprah. It's like I I thought we were learning from this experiment right. that like maybe we shouldn't go in this direction. Hey, yeah, no more narcissists, guys, or yeah, at least no more people people that, that are really, good at hiding it that have done no public service, right? at all and don't we don't know about their policies like maybe we should you know not go towards celebrities just for the sake that they're likable celebrities i mean it's it's idiocracy and it's just i get that oprah's more likable and than donald trump but who isn't but also like let's just have like maybe somebody to be a little bit better that's maybe somebody that studied the constitution yeah, I and Michelle was uh well I think she like this morning she was watching Oprah's speech uh on her phone and I could just hear her in the other room and she's talking like she's handing out cars. 
Like she's doing that. And we will. Like she's just really fucking annoying to hear her speak. Like every, every word has to be from the top of a mountain. You get a car, you get a car. He got that guy. He got that guy. Also, she was sitting like right front and center, so everyone had to acknowledge her when they're hi Oprah. Like everyone's accepting their award, and they had to acknowledge Oprah. Congratulations for getting rich, stealing Phil Donahue's format. Yeah. The other thing was the um the I can't remember what it's called. Big Little Lies one, which was like a mini series on HBO, which was yeah. I didn't watch it, but it was uh, what's her name, Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon right? and Nicole Kidman, and it won a whole bunch of awards. And it's again, it's a domestic violence themed show, which is a good. Which there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not. It wasn't like good, you know. It was like a schlocky thing, and it wasn't like. They weren't trying to make something good, you know. It it was fine. It was entertainment, but it wasn't like award winning. It wasn't important. It just wasn't. And I, um, Fancy Sauce read the book, and she's like, she's like, it wasn't even like she's like, it's a bad book. Like it's a bad book that they made a bad TV show about, and it wasn't, you know. And now it's like being lauded, but because just because of the material, and it's just, you know, like, yeah. Like that, that subject is important for sure. And it's on everybody's mind right now, but let's, let's just like, let's even it out. Speaking of, you're talking about that subject matter is important. Here's something that's not important. Uh, There were people like really all twisted that Wonder Woman didn't win all kinds of awards. And it's like, you understand that's fucking Wonder Woman, right? Right. Like, Right. Yes, uh, a, a woman directed a blockbuster, and in that that should be able to be continued. That yeah. like, but blockbusters are different. Like that's not that doesn't mean that's the, like the high art. You're just no. saying like they're commercially successful. Those are right. two different things. Totally, hundred percent. I'm with right. you. Wonder I'm Woman. with you, buddy. All right, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, and I know Ed Daly will be excited about this. Stay tuned. Because Jason Stewart and I are discussing The Bachelor immediately after this. Um, so all of you guys that are hanging with The Bachelor, that are tweeting me about The Bachelor, The Bachelor is discussed. It will be discussed immediately following this. So just keep letting this play and you're going to get some Bachelor discussion. And if you're not in the batch, into The Bachelor, you can go fuck yourself or just stop playing the Joe. Yeah, I mean, I love you and Jace too. Oh, but, you're gonna uh, listen. You're gonna listen. There is a better chance of me sprouting wings than uh, than me listening to there's that one, part. There's one chick on there that's so fucking hot. Ed. She's so hot. I can't deal with it. Uh, okay, so uh, we will talk about that after. But for Ed Daily, for myself, for the unfortunately absent Fancy Sauce, this has been episode 202 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Stay tuned for The Bachelor Lifestyle. Yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It is The Bachelor Lifestyle, the Bachelor segment of the Baller Lifestyle podcast. Joining me now is our special Bachelor correspondent. Everybody loves him. Of course, it is Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you? Hello, everybody. Right on, brother. So... Shockingly, or not shockingly, everyone knows Jason. I'm a huge sports fan, so I'm always like right in front of the TV, like, oh yeah, sports are on. Better watch these sport yeah. games. And so I found myself watching the national championship game, 
and it ended and I was like, oh, okay, what do I do now? And, uh, uh, you know, it was a good game. And then I realized, I'm like, that's, you know, it's almost time for bed anyway. And then I'm like, holy shit. I've been missing the bachelor this entire time. Uh Oh, the bachelor was on at the same time as the national championship game, which is kind of bullshit because that's, those are both Disney properties. They're, they're counter programming against themselves. And I know they're like, Hey, two different audiences. It's kind of like when they put figure skating on against football, like the same people wouldn't watch those two things, but the bachelor is a little different. Like dudes that watch football, dudes that listen to the baller lifestyle podcast also watch the bachelor am i correct um i wouldn't say that's true well, what and is true? this is this is how because on at jason stewart on twitter i did my own poll i don't do many polls oh, but interesting. i specific i specifically um shouted out to my eastern standard time uh followers and i said how many of you are watching the bachelor and how many of you are watching the game and it was an overwhelming response i think like 87 percent of my hundred some odd people that responded were watching the game and these were just and these were people that really had the quandary of the game starting at the same time that the show started i mean we we, we on the west coast could could watch both which i did it's just a it took a little dvr um i don't I'm not Nate Silver here, so I'm not going to get into just how flawed and unscientific your poll was because, of course, given the option, you're going to watch the live thing over The Bachelor. So people with an interest in both The Bachelor and the national title game would never choose to watch The Bachelor over the national title game. I mean, that's just insane. I no one would do that. I give a third option, uh, DVR and toggle between both. And right. that, that received a, a mere 3% right. of the votes. Well, but that's just too much No, work. I'm pretty sure that my poll was uh, – that pretty much makes it a fact. No, it, yeah, absolutely. You did it. You, because you did it, it is true. Um, so let's – so basically I just had to watch the whole thing on Fast Forward. I watched as much as I could last night before okay. – after the game. And then I watched the rest – from the from the demolition derby on um, just moments ago on fast forward. Uh, so let's get into it. We'll, we'll take your thoughts um, first. I'm s- Artie Artie Ari. He's a big dummy, mm-hmm. but he's kind of turning into a makeout king, and he's like such a dope that he kind of works for me as the bachelor. I'm kind of starting to feel. Ari, not in the sense that, oh, I think he's a cool dude. I want to be like him. He works for this kind of show because he's not affected like that douche Nick, and he's not just completely empty. I mean he's pretty empty like that dude Ben, but he has enough going on that he's like – you can tell he's trying to work these chicks a little bit in his own dumb way. He's not a bad bachelor. What do you think? Um, I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind him after a couple episodes. I mean, we're we're going on the, my working theory that that he's a closet right. homosexual. But other right. other than that, other than that, yeah, I mean, I think he he's playing all the right. Um, he plays all the right little roles, all the right pieces that a show like this wants a bachelor to play. He's just dumb enough, uh, good looking enough, and 
Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, for some reason, and I didn't catch him on the bachelorette, but Me I either. guess he had this, the I. reputation of having these great lips and he was the, the kissing oh, bandit, whatever the hell that means. Yeah. And it seems as though each of these women are looking to uh, test that theory out. Oh, yeah. So it, he's got a lot of willing participants. Oh, yeah. He is the makeout king for sure. Um, so it, first date pops off and the, the show starts up and, um, you know, they're really setting up this arc, this edit for Chelsea. She's getting the Olivia edit where she's just a little bit nuts. And she's like, um, yeah, so – you know, last night I got the um, first impression rose, so I would be super bummed out. Or she's like, he's obviously wants to know more about me. She's like, so I would be super bummed out if I didn't get the first date card. And I'm like, are right. you a fucking idiot? Like, you don't, you got episode one. You got an entire, yeah. yours, that was your episode. Now, you don't get the very next episode immediately isn't going to be you. Yeah. Um, but he takes, he, he chooses Becca, Becca K with the long face. She's from very Maine. nondescript, by the way. Not, there isn't a whole lot. There isn't a whole lot there. Attractive woman. She seems she's pleasant okay. enough. Okay. She's yeah. Um, he takes her on a motorcycle date where he's like, Hey, we're going to go take this ride, this bike. And we're going to, and basically they go down the block to a different house. Like that's the date. Like they just go to somebody's house and yep. it's like one of those, those houses. Like if you're like me, and you like um, sensual porn, the kind of porn that you would see on a site like um, Nubile Films or XArt. I know Jason Stewart is familiar with these sites. Um, babes.com. Any of these, if, you're, if you peruse any of these sites, as I do, Vixen is one of them. Um, they go to like, a, they go to a high quality, high, high quality, quality HD, HD, good lighting, good locations. They, so they already picks this chick up on a motorcycle and basically takes her to an X art porn house. That's if you've ever seen one of those sites, that's the kind of house this was modern house. Very nice. And what he does, he takes her to try on some clothes. She, yeah, they meet with stylist, celebrity stylist Rachel Zoe. Rachel Zoe comes out. I guess she's a big deal amongst chicks. Chicks know um, who she is. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Here's some dresses to try on." And she, and this Becca's like, "Oh my god, I've never done anything like this before." She's never tried on clothes. Never tried on clothes before um, at a department store or anything. It really was like uh, to me the, the show rarely does this. Like for the first time in a while, I've got I got the. Uh, just this like very, um, I don't know, materialistic, unnecessary vibe. I mean, this show wants to appeal to like middle America and whatnot. Yeah. And like these, this chick tries on clothes. She's, I don't know if she's able to keep it, but she, for some she reason isn't. they have her take she the isn't. clothes back to the house right. where all the girls are. They're trying and to the start drams. Just start going, oh my gosh, are those and name brands yeah. and oh my gosh, all this stuff. I, I wasn't. The the date was boring. The uh, the girl was was average. She's nice enough. And then the yeah the date trying on clothes, and and then of course they had to have another uh, surprise. And what did did uh was that was this the date that uh, is this one of the rare dates where they went to a a private place and had uh, 
a singer that nobody has heard about serenade. That was the next date. That was the the next date. So yeah. Then like one of Neil, I I don't even want to get, I don't even want to continue because Becca is such a non-factor in the show. Yeah, she did. She, I noticed when she was trying on some of those, those gowns that she does have like a pretty nice body, but she's not cute to me. She's just, she's just nothing. Like I'm not interested in her at all if she would have left the show at the end i would have been totally fine with it but of course she got a rose um so yeah he has a date with her whatever the next date much more interesting he he selects crystal and crystal is the fitness blogger from san diego and she's the one she looks a little aged she's 29 but she's a haggard 29 um but i will say extremely fit body Yes. Like de- definite, this chick is clearly not marriage material and you see that on this date. Um, but she is definitely pick up at the club, bring back to the room and get naked material. She is sessionable, worthy of a session. Um, but other than She's, that, her, her occupation is, uh, is blog. working out, yeah. doing work, workout videos. She, I beach. think she's in San Diego and there's just something about her that just strikes you as a little off. And I don't know if it's because she has like a, she kind of puts that permanent smile on. um, And then she's got the, this very um, airy voice about her. Like that when she, when she speaks, she can't be, she can't be being sincere. She She just strikes you as that way. She ends up telling a long, super boring story about um, how her dad's homeless or something. And he lives in Venice. Her her brother's homeless. Her her dad was never in the picture. And a big sympathy ploy or play to get the, uh, the rose and she got it. And this is the, but the, the thing that I noted about this date is uh, it's the second date the second solo date of the entire season and the dude uh flies her to his hometown and they they visit his parents and brother like this is something that is saved usually for the last couple episodes of a season and he's dropping this woman in right away after having gone to his house to watch um vhs tapes of him growing up so cr- well, that, yeah, yeah. That was the date. He he takes her to his on his the very first, the very second date of the show. The first, the second chick he takes out, he flies on a private jet to his house, goes to his house. Yeah, where he's like, hey, this is where. Hey, here's the bed that I fuck on. Here, you know, yeah. I take a shit in there, like oh, that whole thing. Also, I noticed he's one of these guys that hangs his t-shirts up. A little weird. If you're one of these hang your t-shirt up guys, <laughs> like I don't know what's up with that. And also hangs them up color coordinated. And he Uh-oh. had like 19 white t-shirts hung up in a row. Too many white t-shirts, dude. You you only need a few. Like I- vary it and fold your fold your t-shirts and put them in a drawer. Drawer weirdo. But then he takes them. He takes her to meet his parents, which I thought was shocking. That's usually a big prize on the show. And the second date, he's swinging by his parents' house in Scottsdale to say what's up. Did you think that was weird? And that's what I'm saying. It, it's just, it, it really kind of uh, throws you for a loop, given what the what the typical 
uh, flow of the show is. So I I don't know if that's because he sees a lot in this one or if he was just going to take somebody to see the parents. But um, Crystal um, definitely has a crazy factor, and what she what she does do, which a lot of women don't, and I think it's because the show um, the the show tries to encourage them to to disclose things to create drama. Right. She's not given a lot of details about the dates or her feelings oh, like or what that. her and the date do. And, and that really I like that. is I like pissing that. people off she, in the house. It's she, creating drama. Yeah, they don't like her. Nobody in the house likes her. And they especially don't like her later this episode. But yeah, she, oh, yeah. she gets a date. She's clearly a non-factor um, in terms of winning the show. But she could be a huge factor come Bachelor in Paradise, if we're looking at this show as sort of a farm team for Bachelor in Paradise talent, she yeah. for sure is going to be one of those people. Um, someone who does emerge emerges at the, so oh, then they go. We don't need to explain the details because everybody's watching, but they go and have a stupid. Um, they he comes home after that date. He and and takes like. 80% of the rest of the chicks on a group date and the, and the group date is a demolition derby, which is super stupid. Um, one chick, the mask chick, Annalise has a panic attack over doing the demolition derby because she had a traumatic bumper car incident as a child. And it wasn't like she, I thought she's like, well, I was on the bumper cars as a kid and she's all crying. And I'm like, Oh, and she got knocked out and crushed between cars. No, she just got stuck in like the middle where you get all stuck between the other cars. Like it happens to everybody in bumper cars. And, but it was really frightening for her and she still carries that with her today. So she's insane. Um, they have just think about that. Think about that. The, um, what we all, uh, hated about bumper cars is because it inevitably, once they turn these things on, it inevitably just turns into a bunch of, uh, Cars that are um, uh, stuck in the middle, bundled up, and not really doing much bumping. She was she was in one of those cars once when she was little. There was zero injury. She just started yeah, freaking out and hated that people were bumping into her, which is the essence of bumper cars. Yeah, and she she could not she could not not cry uh, thinking about having to do this demolition. And I'm glad they. Um, they went to a testimonial of one of the of, of the, one of the blondes, I think, that maybe got sent home, and she's like, "Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's crazy. We're, we're we're sitting here trying to have fun, and we're hearing this this girl cry about bumper car trauma. I'm glad she got called out on that. It was so freaking stupid. It was stupid. It was such a waste of part of the show. Um, but again, it bought her it bought her another episode. That that sympathy ploy worked. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so, oh, and so I'm not sure cause I was fast forwarding, but did CN a, is that how you pronounce, pronounce her name yep. to, did she won the bumper car thing, right? Yes. Um, she won the bumper cars. Um, and I guess during, during the bumper car, um, activity, Brittany, the, uh, the naturally busty, uh, African American woman that has cross eyes, um, she somehow, uh, got hit really hard. Oh yeah, and had a concussion or whiplash or something. Brittany and she and she wasn't able to make the post activity uh, drinks. That was a big deal. 
But then again, her getting hurt, I think, saved her for the next episode. But yeah, this CN woman won. She was the last one standing. Um, I don't see much promise for her because she's like Yale. Um, she's Yale educated. Yeah. And I don't think he has he, – well, he, he is too into her. He even says he's like uh, – he she's she went to Yale and he's like, and I barely – graduated high school and then he did like the scales of justice thing with his hands which yeah. I, I don't i didn't even really get, understand the context of that but <laughs> uh, neither did he apparently um yeah. but he but uh i cn to me emerged as a top contender like she really? might yeah she might be too much for him but later when they're having their little um after date party with all the girls he goes for and this isn't saying much because he makes out with like five chicks he goes for a hard make out with her yeah he likes making out he likes making out and uh i just don't see sienna maybe because i personally she's not my type at all and i don't really need her to advance but she just seems a little too uh too smart for his tastes and maybe has too much going for her but i mean the the biggest drama queen on the on this this after after activity uh, drink session is uh, Bibiana, who has taken it upon herself to be the 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 drama queen that has to stir everything up. And um, I grew up in Orange County, and she was like every single like bad apple Hispanic chick I ever went to junior totally, high with. Totally. I mean, like, that's not stereotype here. But completely, also, you grew up in Brea. So, I mean, right, it's easy right. on the hard county either. So you got the hardcore, like, Vato chicks in Brea. Yeah, it's, it's and she is every single, she's every single one of them. Her blood gets up, and she just starts attacking. The thing that I didn't get about her in this episode was she didn't get any time with Ari. And because all the other girls were getting time with him, she kept getting more frustrated. I'm not getting time with him. Instead of just... Going up to him and saying, give me time, she chose to pout and be whiny and get up and, 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 and run off and tell the cameras not to follow her. Like she, she really got herself in a lather and it was all her doing. It seems, yeah. it seems pretty undoable. You just go up to him and be like, can I have five minutes? She, yeah, she's getting a bad edit. Um, for sure. Yeah, she, she kind of, and I know exactly what you're saying. She, could easily have had time, but she would rather say, Oh no, I'm getting fucked over here. Like I'm, right. I'm, I'm getting treated badly, poorly. And that's, that's, uh, her, her narrative for herself. And she'd rather have yep. that be the thing. Um, again, good. She, she's going to make a good bachelor in paradise contestant. I'm hope, I'm hoping that they've got the paperwork signed on that. Cause she's a saucy Latina. I, she, yeah. she probably wears those, um, kind of brazilian bottoms that like go up your butt because she's from miami <laughs> and that's like i'm not mad about that so um i it's you know well bibiana will obvi obviously she's not going to win the bachelorette or the bachelor but she's good to have around um and between the three she's one of the three bibiana crystal and chelsea are the three that are right. vying for the the crazy slash villain title and Chelsea at this point's got a big lead, especially because she pulled him aside to, to tell him, "Hey, by the way, I got a kid." And she did this super weird thing where she's like, 
I just want to let you know that there's another man in my life and Mm -hmm. his name is Sam and he's three years old. And I'm like, Oh, this is so creepy. And you could tell he's just like, his eyes are just like rolling into the back of his head that he's a big, and then he like tries to make up for, he's like, yeah, I dated some other crazy chick with two kids. He's like, no Mm -hmm. big deal, but Chelsea's not going to win for sure. But she will be around quite a while because she is nuts and she will have lots of enemies. Um, well, it's always it's always an interesting um, it's always an interesting choice uh, the the single mother thing. You know, we've seen a bunch of different uh, strategies when they reveal it, how they reveal it, because it really does kind of put a clock on you. It, when you say you're a single mother, that means. You know, if the if the guy has a heart at all, he he's not going right. to keep you away from them any any longer than he should. Exactly. So your your clock could be you're either going to go to the end or you're going to be going home soon. And that, so that is an interesting decision. That here. will be the narrative at some point where he's like, "Hey, you need to get home." Yeah, it's an easy out, son. You're giving him an easy out. That's, that's a great way to do it. Also, what kind of fucking monster? Like both you and I are both single parents, and what kind of fucking monster are you that you're like, "Hey, um, see you in six weeks." You know, it's like right. this kid's this kid's fucking three years old. <laughs> like, I know that. That's the thing. It's like I I think these single mothers always seem to. I mean, and and. You could. I don't. I don't like judging people for how they parent their kids. But sure. if you if you you can't go on a show and try to um, I don't know beg for sympathy that you're sacrificing more than the other girls. You know, I'm I'm sacrificing so much more. That means I want it more. Or how about the other? You turn you turn that on its head. You're ditching your three year old kid, and you look like a you look like a bad parent. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. No it's, win, no win situation. Uh, okay, so you know who got a bad edit this week is the fucking major major front runner in this show, Caroline. Is it Caroline <laughs> or Carolyn? What are we going with? That's so confusing. Uh, Caroline. Caroline. And it's I don't even know if it's bad edit as much as. He seemingly paid zero attention to her. There, there, w- there was no storyline. So Caroline is is the brunette um, with this incredible figure oh that I, th- I think it, it took very little research to figure out that she's probably got some uh, a, a decent um, pair of, of implants. She, those are probably implants, and as we've yeah. both made clear, that's not our preference, but. Right. Uh, but I, she's I'm still smoking exception. hot. Yeah, she yeah, is she's still just smoking so hot. hot. She just gets zero airtime, and um, she tweeted out today that her 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 boobs get more airtime than her yeah. mouth or something like that. In other words, I think the only thing she said in this episode was "thanks for keeping me around after I get in a rose" because she seemingly got zero attention from the guy. Because if she was in the if she was in the, uh, the not the bumper car, the uh, whatever no, you want to call it, she wasn't there. Yeah, the demolition derby. I don't think she was on that date. No, no she was no, she there, was. and she just was never shown. That's what I'm saying. It's like the show chose not to. So, and then as you look into the next episode, I was looking for it. It doesn't look like he takes her on a date or anything either. So I don't know how, how or when they're going to make their connection, or she's going to get sent home. Um. Oh no, she's not getting sent home. I think it's more the other way around where he's like, Oh my God, you're smoking. You're making it to the end or close to the end. Just hang out, sit tight. (laughs) And the, the producers for their part are like, look, 
if we keep showing this chick, everyone's going to realize that she is head and fucking shoulders hotter than everyone else on the show. And if we show them together, it's going to be so clear that she is out of his league that he's going to be doing everything to get with her. It's going to ruin the drama of the show. So meanwhile, they just have her hanging in the back in a fucking super tight red dress cut real low between her tits, just looking smoking fucking hot. Yeah. That dress was amazing. Oh my they, God. they didn't, they didn't show that dress quite enough. Yeah. Totally. And, yeah. and I will say as a side note that she, um, she's not following me on Twitter, but she has chosen to like a couple of my tweets, Show which what? is, I think just as good as telling no. me that she, she would, she would date me after the show. You're saying she likes your tweets, but you, what you're saying is that you've tweeted to her and she's liked it. She's acknowledged oh, it with a like. No, I've tagged her in a couple of tweets and she's liked them, which is just as good as saying, if this doesn't work out on The Bachelor, um, hit me up. The same, the same way I like um, not Dan Holden's tweets when I, I, where I click the heart to let him know, hey, I read that. I want you to realize that I read that. She's she's you done the same thing with yours, so that's that's a start. You guys are close. Uh, so okay. you're saying that's a good chance she has not clicked on the uh, no, podcast and listened. Yeah, it would be nice if she. Maybe we get her as a guest. We'll have Reality Steve work on that. Uh, okay, couple more chicks I want to talk about. So they have the ro- cocktail party, whatever the um, rose ceremony. Um, here, here's who stands out to me, Brittany. She is working it. She had like a blue dress. Brittany's black. She had a blue dress and she had her big natural breasts pushed up, pushed together. She is in it to win it. She is someone to watch in this show. Would you agree? I don't, I don't know if she has a future with him, but I, I like looking at her. Yeah, so she's I'm, got a I'm future rooting for her to make it to each episode. Right. Yeah. She's got a future on the show. She's going to be around, yeah, around no a while with those tits out like that. Um, Becca M. Like I, I, I look at her and I'm like, she's too young. She's got that pixie haircut. She still does not have a bra. Her little perky nipples are sticking up the whole time. <laughs> and I am pretty into Becca M and so is Ari and she's playing the game to win. I don't know. She had a couple makeouts with him and they were very like sensual hookup makeouts. Like not. Well, you remember, um, you remember everyone remembers Corinne from Nick's episode, Corinne world, world famous Corinne. Corinne. Um, and I think that Nick treated Corinne kind of like Ari is treating, uh, this Becca in that, I don't know. I don't think he thinks that she's long term. Point you're making. Yeah, I do think that he, that he yeah. loves playing with her. Totally. He loves he loves kissing her, and he likes. She's fun. She's like yes. she's fun chick. Totally. I, I just don't think she's marriage chick. Of you know? course not. And that's exact. That might be part of the reason why I'm kind of starting to not mind Ari, where he's like, oh, oh dude, this I want to make out with this chick. Like I'm gonna keep her around. She's fun, um, and she does. But she's playing the game strategically. I don't know if you notice, but she kind of says it under her breath at the end of her, their last makeout where she she just gets in a quick, simple – this is what you need at the top of your resume. She just looks him right in the eyes after they make out and she goes, I'm simple, no drama, easy to please. 
Yeah, no, that was a good one. I like that. That's, that's, I think I think each of us can appreciate those three words right. or those three descriptions. Right. S- simple phrase to sum herself up. Um, okay, who else? So, uh, um, who, who by the caught way, your eye? Yeah, I I don't know if anyone else caught my eye, uh, but I will say that another one that did not get any airtime at all that I think is still a player on this is that Jacqueline um, contestant. She. Um, she kind of hit him uh, with a couple hard questions in the in the opener, but you could tell she's got a lot. She's got a lot going for her. You pointed out that she is from West Virginia, um, and she got she got held over. So uh, she, I think she she will factor in this. I, I got to be honest. She got a rose. I had no idea who she was. There was a few. Well, let's let's go through who got. Yeah, her. well, that's the thing. She she made a, a uh, an impression last week, but was completely unseen in this episode. But she got a rose. So the roses went to um, Jacqueline. Yeah. Um, who I didn't know who she was. Becca M. Who we've discussed her little nipples. Um, Jenna is she the taxidermist? No, the ta- I can't believe the taxidermist is still around. Um, Jenna is the social media manager. Right. Did she get let loose? No, she's there. She got a rose. I don't know who she is. Because um, Je- there's Jenna and Jenny. Jenny got – Jenny got – well, hold on. We'll get to Jenny. Jenny got the one – okay, she got can. Yeah. I got it. Um, Jenna gets a rose. Chelsea, of course. Uh, too many Laurens on this show. Lauren S. gets a rose. I'm not sure who mm-hmm. that is. Um, hold on. Let me, let me see. Nondescript. She has not stuck out at all. Right. She's, she's not, she's not the taxidermist, right? No, the taxidermist is uh Kendall. Kendall. Okay. Um, okay. Who else? So, uh, Lauren S gets a rose. Tia, she's the one, she's the, uh, a fan favorite on Twitter. She's the one from Arkansas. That's Raven's yeah. friend. An- yeah. Annalise, she's nuts. They weren't going to kick her off the week. She had a panic attack at the Nope. Demolition Derby, of course. Another Lauren, who I didn't know who that was, Lauren B. Kendall, taxidermist. Brittany with the big old things. Good thing she's been kept around. Um, Ashley, another one of our African-American contestants. Mm-hmm. This one su- sort of surprised me. The um, Marik, the, the Bangladeshi transsexual, what's she still doing there? Like, do yeah, we, she do we met her? She, she had almost zero airtime in this episode. Um, and she has. She definitely is an interesting looking, sometimes hot looking uh, contestant. So I'm, I'm happy well, he kept her around. She's does. She's got the. Um, she's got the Kardashian vibe going for her. very much. Yeah, she's the Indian restaurant owner yeah. that in that strip mall no. and. And I yeah. and don't get me wrong, I love exotic chicks. I love Indian chicks. Uh, I'm not into this Marique whatsoever i'm surprised that she's still there um okay who else you're probably sad that valerie got sent home she made a big impression on you she, well, hold time. on we're not to her yet uh, uh, and then the <laughs> last two that got roses were caroline that's hands down the just the chalk in this the only way she doesn't win is if they have already decided to make her the bachelorette and then of course the saucy latina bibiana bibiana yeah yeah um, who had her? Who had her say? By the way, at the um, yeah. rose ceremony drink session, she got up in um, in what's her name's grill. She got up in um, what's our girl's name? The um, the girl who works out for a living. Oh, um, Crystal with a K. She got up in Crystal's grill. Said, "You've seen him twice. 
A lot of us in the house haven't seen them at all. You already got a rose, and you know you're on blast. Well, Trust me, if he keeps me, then then I'm going to make your life miserable. That's what she basically said. Crystal's doing that thing. Crystal's gotten the producer, and this is the same. She probably has the same producer that Olivia had. She's gotten the producer that's constantly prodding her, going, "Hey, go interrupt." I th- no, I seriously, I think he wants you to go interrupt him right now. So go, mm-hmm. go break it up. Because Crystal, despite the fact that she got a rose, she got the date where the nondescript singer was singing, which was yep. so. Just is always so awkward. Um, she kept interrupting. Hey, can I have a couple minutes? Look, bitch, you got a rose. We're trying to get roses here. Like there is a hierarchy. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, obviously she's, she's trying to play the villain role. Um, who went and oh, the one I forgot that got a rose was Mikel, who's the, who's the Utah. Yeah. I mean, she's hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very nice body on her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, I'm not upset to have her around. Who, the, who went home was the big, uh, Romanian. Uh, she looks like she could be like standing at a at a Moscow disco, um, trading rubles for sex. I was happy to see her go. Valerie, I think her name was. <laughs> yep. um, the least attractive black chick went home. I don't know her name. Um, and, and then some crazy blonde, who we find out is called Jenny. All oh, by the way, uh. all chicks named Jenny are super nuts. Um, who says who she gets cut and she does the fucking super baller move of not going in for the hug on right. Ari. And yeah. then she's like, so she's pissed. And then he's like, wait, can I talk to you? And then you go over and you see, she's got the shoulder tattoo. You see that yeah. she's overly skinny. And then she tries to pull the thing where she's like, Oh, well, um, yeah. Like I don't, I'm just bummed that I'm leaving all my friends behind. Like she's, she doesn't even yeah. care about him, in which case she should leave the show. That Her logic doesn't really sort of eat I was going to say, all that did was tell him that he made the right choice. That wasn't any kind of dig. That was, okay, cool. Then I'm glad that I sent you home. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so – and so that, that leaves that – leaves, who are the front runners now? It's got to be Caroline, obviously. Becca M. Um, I like CN. Yeah, I I I, I I don't think CN goes. I really do think Jacqueline is uh, Jacqueline is and, and little Becca will will go maybe to the final four. Each of those yeah, two. No, I see. I could. I definitely see Becca there. Um, Jacqueline and let's Mikkel. I don't know. She's twenty three. She's pretty hot. She ha- we haven't seen much of her. I need to see more. I need to see Caroline get some more airtime or else I think her days are numbered. No, they, no. they gave her zero attention. No, she goes, she's going to pull the move where she's going to about to go to the final three. And she's like, look, I don't, this isn't right for me. I'm out because she's going to want to get picked for the bachelorette. A hundred percent. That's the move for Caroline. And if I were advising her, Prior to her filming the show, that's what I would have told her to do. If she's if she's liking my tweets, there's a good chance you could be advising her right now. You yeah. could be speaking to her. Yeah, she's welcome to she's welcome to like my tweets, and she's also welcome to come on this podcast anytime. Uh, okay, so that's it. Let's let's check back next week. Oh, I, I didn't watch the. Is there anything we need to look for next week? I didn't watch the what's about to happen. It was one of those teasers where there's uh, kissing, there's single yeah. uh, solo dates. And then there's drama. And so it was, a, it was wow. very rare, rare elements wow. in the tease. Wow, they're really stepping away from the formula this season, yeah. huh? Crazy. Yep. 
Uh, okay, let's check back next week. Jason Stewart, you're the man. All right, man. Talk to you. We'll see you, buddy. Later. Thank you.